this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, welcome to the GH Report, bringing you all the latest craziness that's happening in Port Charles every single weekday on ABC. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And of course, folks, we have to have the one, the only, James Blood Jr. I'm back, bitches. It's you. I'm James Lott Jr. And we are a versatile. No, actually, we're a regular Oreo. I love it. <laughs> I love I, it. I love being in the middle of a sandwich. This is great. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, of course, you know, we have to bring James Lott Jr. Because this is the last <laughs> GH report for now. For now. <laughs> for now. Uh, yes, uh, this past Thursday was the last original show of General Hospital. Uh, until production resumes at some point in the future, they're now going to be doing a series of uh, well, Flashback Friday is going to be basically going all week long. So for the next three weeks, it'll be covering the Nurses Ball from uh, 2014 to last year. And then ABC is going to release soon what their plans are for after that. But uh, since we've covered the majority of those shows, we are going to be going on a little hiatus until the show gets back into production. So as soon as we know our return date, we'll be back in. But about that for now, because there's so much stuff, to, uh, great stuff to talk about. So as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and hop in the chat to share all the thoughts about anything that's going on in General Hospital, or just praise James Lott Jr. <laughs> it was my birthday like a week ago, so <laughs> why not? I'll Happy take, birthday. I'll <laughs> you ready, Carla Renata? Let's get to a show. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready, you guys. Let's give a shout out to the folks in the chat before we get started, though. Joe Costanzo, Susan Russo, Kelly Public Cover, Mary, Annie Gowen, um, Shakira Pickens. Let's see who else is up in here. I said Kelly Public Cover, yes. Dolores Leach and Eileen Kopik. And I think that's it. Oh, I said Michael B. How can I forget my boy Michael B? Hello. Yes, how could you, Carla? Hello. Yeah, and Sherry, Sh- sorry, Sherry R. 
Haywood Wong. Haywood. And that's it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Now, I got, I got some shady stuff. Uh, so we're going to dive into everything that happened here. I love it. I love it. Oh, so James Lett Jr., let's not even hesitate. If, if James Lett Jr. is going to play, right come in. You know, you put Babe Ruth up first because he's the best. So what do you got? I got some shady Sunday before we begin talking about the last week of General Hospital. My plea to the General Hospital producers, the producers, and Frank Valentini, show episodes before 2014 when you came on the show. Oh, man. No, no. I would love that. I would love that. You know what I would love? I would love for them to show the pilot. Can we see the pilot episode for General Hospital? Thank you. Can we see how everything popped off? Can we just see that? Let's see that. You know, I mean, maybe they don't have access to it. I don't know. But they got access, Carla. They got access to it. Oh, they're they're giving homage to my makeup. So let me just address my makeup for a second. (laughs) So right before this, y'all, you know, I do my show, The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata over at Black Hollywood Live. And I had DJ Shangela Pierce as my guest. Mm -hmm. I can't interview Shangela and not have the face be on point. That's true. I had to bring it. (laughs) Highlight and all. So that's why the the that's why the face face is beat. The face is beat for Jesus and that's why. So (laughs) continue. I mean I knew James Light Jr. was gonna be on, so I really, you know, I combed I combed down to his beard. I see it's a little it's a little more contoured to the face today as opposed to you know the grizzly. We got a you know an important guest on Carla. I've got to try to pull myself together at least a little bit. I cannot do uh, it. Actually, I'm, since I have both of you here, before we get into general hospitals, particularly this past Tuesday and April, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You see the show, the story of soaps, uh, a two hour special kind of. Oh, yeah. Which I feel is a little, yeah. Uh, it's on Hulu. If you've missed it, you didn't get a chance to watch it. It is available on Hulu. But uh, did either of you get to watch it? And what did you think? Carla? Okay, well, I watched it and I love that show so much. It's so, you know, we get so used to seeing them every day on the soaps when we watch them in real time that you forget that they were like little nuggets. They were little babies. And I love how, this is the one thing that they said that I thought was so incredibly important, that daytime television paved the way for those nighttime soaps like Dallas. It paved the way for the the Real Housewives of Atlanta, New Jersey, New York, Orange County. It paved the way for all of that. And so the fact that people are like, oh, daytime is dead. They're trying to get rid of daytime. But then at the same time, 
they pose the question themselves, is daytime television done? I don't think daytime television will always be done because daytime television has some of the most hardcore loyal fans of any television show or film ever. But I loved how they gave you that history of where it came from, where it was at its height and how it, how it, is, how it is now. It was cool, I loved it. Okay, so here's what I think. <clears throat> I watched it often, <laughs> and <clears throat> I liked the first hour, and I went into it knowing that it's ABC, so they're going to focus more on ABC soaps. I mean, I knew that. I mean, I knew that already. Um, and I and I so I didn't expect them. They actually covered Y and R pretty well, which I was very shocked. That's CBS and Dallas, which is CBS, but they're big. So I was kind of it was like, oh, they covered a few of the other ones that were a little bit that were from other places, but I knew it'd be ABC heavy, which I didn't mind. And they have my girl Christian Alfonso on it from Days of Our Lives, so it's kind of nice also. But um, I felt that the show could not be confined to two hours. I felt they could have done maybe a miniseries or limited series or maybe a couple of nights. I think there, were a, there was a, they called it the story of soaps. There was a lot left out. Um, and I thought, uh, important stuff left out. So important people like the Bell family and, 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 they, and Douglas Marlin and the Cordes, all this stuff. So I thought it was kind of interesting. But I did enjoy the first hour, like that part. It wasn't until Andy Cohen came on, and like many so fans, I dragged him through the dirt myself. I thought that his remarks were very snarky and dismissive. Uh, reality TV did come, was born out of the O.J. Simpson, the whole trial and all that. That did change everything. So I'm glad they talked about that. And I actually was proud of ABC for showing the protests that happened. I was like, they showed that actually. I was like, oh, they acknowledged that. Um, they showed that part. Um, but I felt like then they went straight into reality TV and it was like, okay, that is kind of thing that was born out of it. But I felt it was a little too much emphasis on it. And I thought Andy Cohen's remarks ruined that part of the, the show for me. But otherwise, I did like the first part of it. I thought women started it. And I thought that was a great point to get that out there. And there's some amazing Agnes Nixon and Erna Phillips, a great way to get that started. People, people didn't even know that. A lot of folks didn't even know that's how it started. Uh, I didn't know. I, I knew about um, Agnes Nixon, but that first chick, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was these women. And that's a good point that you brought up, not to interrupt you, but oh, I just wanted to say this while I was, while I was thinking about it, that that was a good point, that, the, that women started that genre and that women were responsible for soap operas being such a huge thing. Because I think a lot of people assumed the opposite. So it was, I was like, yay, girl power. I was so excited. I thought it was a great piece of history. I thought it was a great to show people that it was, it was, it was by women for women at first. That was the thing to sell soap products and that they were behind the camera. They were writing the stories. Um, and I'm glad they mentioned that they still had to fight against the man of the networks that was still had to fight against that and give certain storylines. I'm glad they had Susan Lucci back you know, on there. And I'm glad they had Erica Slaza back on. I'm glad they brought some of the giants on there, and I'm glad they did bring back people like John Stamos on to talk about. You know, there are a lot of folks that came from soaps people. You know, that was the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the other thing too. When they talked about, when you look at the plethora of talent that simply came out of the soap opera genre, I mean, Demi Moore, John Stamos, um, Brian uh, Cranston, Brian Cranston, Cranston is Morgan huge. Freeman. You know. All kinds of people, you know, the, even Debbie Morgan, you know, I wish they had put, this is what I do wish, I wish they had put more emphasis on the people of color that contributed to the soap world because uh, 
You know what I'm saying? The, the Debbie Morgans, the Darnells, <laughs> like, why did we not, like, they talked about Generations for two seconds. Generations was huge uh, at the oh. time when it came out. You know, yes. I know you gagging over there because you know I'm telling the truth. Go ahead, finish what you part. got to say. You are. You trust and believe, I agree with you completely. I mean, that was like, Debbie Morgan and, um, and Daughter Williams were the first black super couple. They mentioned Jenny and Greg. How can you mention them and not mention uh, Angie and Jesse? They were all part of the same thing. It was like, and Tad and all that. I was like, like you, didn't, you didn't interview one of them? And Victoria like, on. Rowell on Y&R. Right. You right. know, Kristen, like, uh, Christoph St. John. Like, why do we not talk? Yeah, why do okay. we not talk about Christoph St. John? Christoph St. John and Victoria Rowell were huge. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It was uh, I. You know, I have to agree with you, James. I two hours was not enough for this because I thought it just gave me the very superficial uh, beat points that you would hear about stuff. It's like, oh, you know, just women staying at home and men don't get it. I'm like, oh, it's. Okay, there's more to it than that. Let's get a little bit deeper into some of this. And I really would have loved to see a little bit more of the history. I agree. I, I mean, it's an ABC. It aired on ABC. I mean, we do get at least see a little nugget about uh, GH going back to revisit the Luke and Laura storyline. And, uh, you know, it was those ones like that that I wanted to see expanded across all the various soaps. Because I mean, all of them have had important stories that they've all told at one point or the other. And I would have loved to have hear, heard from either the actors or the writers uh, more backstory about all those storylines. And you know what else? I, I love when you brought up Luke and Laura, Frank. I'm glad that they brought up the fact that Luke and Laura had that situation that they had because whenever a lot of people talk about Luke and Laura, they always talk about the good part. They talk about them being a super soap couple. They talk about this great love affair that they had for years and years and years on General Hospital. They never, ever, ever, hardly ever talk about the fact that that relationship was born out of the fact that he raped her in the discotheque. Yeah. And then late years later, they actually came back and addressed it and was like, you know what, we were wrong. And then they showed that scene where Jeannie Francis addresses that in that scene where she's like, that was not okay what you did. Like, why would you do that to me? And it was, it was cool that they said that. And it, it was also cool that Jeannie Francis was like, I'm so tired of defending that. I'm so tired of defending that scene. I'm so tired of defending that storyline. I'm hoping that after this, I don't ever have to talk about this again. I mean, one even that wasn't even addressed in the show, but one other scene I love that came out of that whole storyline is when Lucky ends up playing that same song over at uh, Kelly's and just, you know, freaks out Luke. Uh, and then they really go into what everything that happened. Uh, there was a lot, lot to be mined out of that storyline. And that's why I say when it comes to Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful are doing it so well. They're doing, they're showing, they have no new episodes, but they're showing classic. They did the Winters family last week, the Black family. They did a whole week on them on Young and the Restless last week. It was, I mean, they showed Shamar more, baby Shamar, and they showed young Victoria Rowell. They showed all these that he did, they're doing Villains Week next week. Like, they're doing it correctly. The fans are like, yes. So I agree with Carla. Let's dig back and show the 60s, show the 70s, show the 80s, show the 90s. So I mean, and especially since they got, they just got the most Emmy nominations yeah. out of all the soaps. They got the most. Yeah. Like, with you you, you already lead the pack. Like, take that and let, and let that lead you into a whole situation coming out of quarantine. I feel like 
I feel like they're at their wits ends and, and, and so many people have been furloughed and let go that maybe the people that would be making those decisions, maybe the people that would have some other input, like what we're inputting here on the show are people that are no longer employed right now. So I think that might have a big play into it too. Well, I mean, it would be nice if G, if the producers and the writers know where they want to go in the next six months, next eight months, next year to use this time to show episodes that would give lots of backstory to all these stories that end up doing. So if you wanted to focus more on the Castanines, you're diving deep in a lot of the Castanine stuff from the 80s and 90s uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah, so why not use this to kind of prime the audience, get them even more invested when the show comes back and start touching point. on these. That's points. a great point because they could even they could even do a deep dive, speaking of the Castanines, they could even do a deep dive into the different people who have taken on the role of Helena Cassadine. I mean, initially it was Elizabeth Taylor because she loved the show. She initially came on the show because she wanted to play Helena Cassadine and was a big fan of the show. And even though she's no longer with us, there are some great episodes with her in it as Helena. You know what I mean? They could do a whole situation. They could take one character and just do a deep dive on characters throughout the years, as opposed to like the nurse's ball thing is cool, but I agree with y'all. Like, let's see something before 2014. Like, really, though? Right. It's just like, Nurse's Ball was in the 90s. Let's show the age storyline. Show Stone dying, the famous scenes. And then go into Nurse's Ball, where the one where, where Robin's being carried off the stage because she collapses and, and with the quilt. I mean, those are, those are gems that you can show and explain kind of the Nurse's Ball to people who may only know 2014 and above. Absolutely. Yeah. That's me. That was the one thing that frustrated me is for a two hour episode, there were some clips that they reused way too many times. So if I need to see the shot of a stone kind of like crying and holding his face, like there's, there's other snippets of that scene uh, that you could cut in instead. Why are we keep showing the same clip way too many times? Yes. So yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting show, but I, you know, I have my frustrations with it. But uh, still, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, it is two hours to watch. Even less if you watch it on Hulu, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, but now, folks, we've got lots of heaven in present day. Poor Charles. Uh, first, <laughs> uh, we've got this this stupid custody hearing. Uh, I am uh, I am done with it. And at first, before we get into it, I, Carl and I had talked about it, James, uh, last week. Like, hey, during this hiatus, when the show comes back, we'll immediately where it left off. Will we do a time jump? I'd rather, uh, you know, like we jump three months if that's how long it is before the show comes back. And then let's just pick up the show where it is at that point. But I have a feeling, given how they ended this week, we're just going to come back to right where we left off. And I will be very underwhelmed. So <laughs> I- this custody storyline... How do you feel? Are, do you want it to come right back to seeing, we got to see Nina on the stand saying stuff, or would you rather it jump three months? The, well, the time jump worked on Dave. It totally worked. They went a year. And it totally worked. Um, no, the thing is, there's so many things. I love a good custody battle. I love a good courtroom stuff. But this one is so convoluted. And so there's, they're reaching. They're reaching for stuff. Um, the one thing that bugs me, there was many things that bug me. But the one thing that bugs me, Julian. They make Julian just a punching bag over 
and yes. over. He can't catch a break to say he's been minding his own business. He was minding his own business, just doing his own thing, whatever. And all of a sudden, homegirl has her big mouth, runs her big mouth. And when you did, when you did the thing about, and a nail had to be right nearby. And of course, she's gonna make him into marriage. I mean, like everybody in the world knows they don't love each other. Like this is, he looks miserable. So of course, Sam hates him even more. And as it is, it's just like Julian just can't catch a break. Is he just always gonna be the downtrodden punching bag of General Hospital? Uh. <laughs> Carla, I know you love yourself some Julian. You know, what's going on with your boy? I do love myself some Julian. I feel like they were probably gearing up to some major storyline with him. You know, maybe aligning with Sonny to to be Black. Maybe Sonny aligning with him and blackmailing him into helping them get rid of Cyrus. Like, I'm stretching and reaching on that one. But I feel like they were leading up to something where, yet again, he, he was going to be compromised into doing something else that he didn't want to do. And I was kind of feeling like it was leaning toward working with Sonny and Jason because of that confrontation that they have outside the, the courtroom. So, you know, I, and I agree, they are making him a punching bag and they're making him so weak. I hate when they take a really, I hate when they introduce a really strong character and then they make them really weak. I hate that they did that to Sam. I hate that they did that to Ava. And then we also see that maybe, you know, Ava it might possibly have some kind of thing. Maybe Cyrus might, because, you know, the, the worst person in town always seems to be the person that's attracted to Ava. And Ava is so starved for freaking attention that she's like, oh, you like me, really? I don't know. I just, I hate that they did that to him. I, I hate that they threw that, they, um, threw that actor under the bus like that. That was unfortunate. There is nothing. All the characters are bad on some level. I mean, like you said, you're a felon. You're a felon. You're a felon. You're a felon. Everybody's a felon. I mean, like it's like everybody's been in jail. Everybody's had some problems. It, this whole thing is just like, do really? I mean, there's nobody. I mean, you know, Michael's supposedly the good guy. I mean, he's tired too. I mean, I just think they all just. It's all just kind of like, just give somebody a baby. Just make it. Just make it. They both have half custody, whatever. And I'm tired of seeing that half necklace, whatever, going on there too. Yes, you're Nina's daughter, probably. That's a stretch, also, but okay, that's fine. Um, it all and Nina's now. Nina's like, I gotta protect. I gotta be there for Nell. And oh my, I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, really? Like, you really go in that direction? It just the whole thing frustrates me. Well, it's you know what? Like, go ahead. Oh, it seemed like Nina's great plan that she was like with Carl, like, hey, I'm gonna have Nell working here, and I'll be able to get all this great info. Like that never even became like a, a beat. It just like went past that to be like. Oh, I gotta help Nell, right? I gotta do that. And the, know, oh, oh, go ahead. But you know what? I think I think that that happened because of the quarantine. I think I think people were freaked out, and I think they probably lost track of where they were. And they were like, <laughs> "Okay, let's let's be some shit. let's speed this along. Let's let's go like this." Like I, you know, that's what I think. Anyway, go ahead, Frank. Oh, the other thing that was frustrating is that we get Diane, who's like licking her chops about the idea of getting both Nell and especially Julian on the stand. And it was such it was such a lame cross-examine. I was like, that was it? That was it? You could... Uh, <laughs> she was like, I, I think, cannot wait. Put him on yeah. the stand. And then it I was like, they, a couple questions. I think the exchange between her and... Um, uh, what's his face? Scotty? Huh? No, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael uh, E. Knight. What's his character's yeah. name, y'all? Martin Gray. Martin, Martin Gray. Gray. I think the exchanges between her and Martin Gray were more interesting than that trial. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You said licking her chops. 
Um, I just got like a total thing. And congrats to um, to Karen Hensley for her Emmy nomination for Studio City. I just want to make sure I say that to her. Oh yeah. And Kathleen yeah, Gotti got nominated for Mermaid for Christmas. So they both got nominated. Awesome. Um, uh, but no, I mean, I agree. It's just like that, yeah, that whole exchange with Martin Gray was a bomb. Oh, like, yeah. that was, I mean, I love that with, with Cardi sitting there. I, mean, I love that whole thing. It reminded me why Michael Lee Knight is a three-time Emmy winner. He's so good. I mean, he's so good. They're all being wasted. That's the. But problem. I'm gonna need him not to be slipping in and out of that Southern accent, though, because <laughs> that's what I'm gonna need him not to be doing. Because sometimes he got a Southern accent, and sometimes he sound like Tad from AMC. So I'm gonna need him, like, if you're gonna do the Southern accent, do the Southern accent. Don't be flipping in and out, because that was getting on my nerves. <laughs> I, the one thing that does frustrate me, though, is. How many people have to tell Carly, hey, you got to check yourself because they're going to deliberately try to rile you up. I know. I know. Cut to I'm getting riled up by something you just said. Like, oh, come on. Uh, enough with this. Oh, oh. Just, the whole storyline is just it's it was a vehicle to make Willow and Michael get married. I think it's the whole thing. And, I, and it was funny is I did see chemistry between them. But, but, I, but I like them being friends. I, I love me some Sasha. That's my girl. Um, but I felt like there was chemistry. You'd have, you'd have to manufacture all this other stuff to explore that. But I feel like that was the one way to do it, I think. It just seems like, uh, for the most drama in the storyline, it can only end in a split custody agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because no, realistically, nobody's going to give Nell full custody. So it's not going to go that way. So, they would be out of their ever-loving mind to do that because she is cuckoo yes. for Cocoa Puffs. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade, honey. That doll running in there talking about my loving husband. She, and I mean, every even the actors on the show, it, it almost felt like they came out of character for a second when they were like, oh, this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can just see everybody's eyes rolling and them going, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do think, but I do think Chloe Lanier, because she's a friend of mine, I talk to her all the time. I think she was having some fun though. Like you said, it's kind of almost out of character. Like she sounded like it's like, well, they give me the storyline. I'm gonna work it till I can, I guess. You know, make the most out of it. Because halftime, she's strutting her stuff in there in every scene, and just, and just walking around and just tossing lines off. I love. I mean, I think she's having a good time. I think. I think you're right. It's kind of like kind of like, well, this is what I'm getting. So I guess I'll just make it work. I'm getting paid, so I'll just do it. Yeah, and 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 what and this is the other thing. So I love how how all of a sudden you know this this is kind of getting on my nerves. So the whole thing with Brando is kind of getting on my nerves. I'm kind of getting really salty about the fact that he keeps running into all the Davis women. So I think they were trying to set it up that he's probably going to hook up with one of them, either the mama, either with Sam, and it's going to be some kind of conflict with Molly, like. Uh, but I'm just like, and then and then that whole exchange between Alexis and Sam where Alexis is like, well, you know, he is hot. I'm like, really? That's what we gonna do? Now we now we just now we just gonna have you bopping your your son, your um, your daughter's one night stand, really? Is that what we gonna do? Okay. Why not? He is hot. But why not? I, I'm like, I'm I, like, sure, why not? That's just <laughs> skank. That's just sister. skank. That's just skank. That's skank. Other daughter, that's sister, like, all in the family. Like, that's like Ava Kiki. I'm like, I don't need to see that again right now. I really don't. <laughs> you know, I don't I, need that in my life. <laughs> I've never been a huge Sam fan, but man, if you in, in the past like year, maybe year and a half, there's one character that I feel like has just soured more it, it, as much for me as Sam. I, I can't think of anybody else. That character is just so unpleasant. 
anytime I see her or seen her, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. It, uh, it, she's just, and you know, Kelly Monaco acting her best with what she's been given, but man, the writers are just making that character incredibly unlikable. And I just really, I, I, uh, I just really do not care about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I felt like they, they, they've been throwing her under the bus, as I've said numerous times before. You know what other storyline was getting on my nerves? Was that <laughs> Deb finally had to say to Josh, you know Cam like you, right? Like, really? Like, you, like really? Is that it? We gonna go down that road now? What, so now we gonna have Josh get jealous? that Cam is, is running all over Port Charles with Trina. We gonna do that now? I'm like, I can't, I can't. But I do like the fact that they paid homage to Oscar's anniversary, but it was kind of lame. Like usually when somebody has an anniversary like that, they would do little clips, They show, it would be a whole thing. And this time it was just them sitting outside talking about it. I'm like, really? That's what we gonna do? Okay. Gotta use that park. I like nothing more than using the real outdoor location that dopey ass park to refer about an indoor park location uh, at Oscar's Meadow, uh, which we never see in the episode, but it's like, great. We go outdoors to refer an indoor park location. Super cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's I don't, right. They do do it indoors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good old Oscar. Uh, you know, all right. Uh, Carla, I got to ask this Sasha and her cocaine. Uh, so once again, this PA shows up, and says, hey, here's another huge vial of cocaine. Uh, just hold on to it, just in case. No, like, she didn't give her a new one. She just she she didn't give her a new one. Wasn't it the same vial? No, because the other one was empty. Carla blew through, uh, Sasha blew through all of that first one. Which Did you is say like, Carla? Did you say Carla? Yeah, Carla, didn't <laughs> you go? slip? What you doing? Carla, you've been you hopping on that yayo, right? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And no, <laughs> no, uh, no, and no. So who's this PA that they have not one, but two vials of cocaine with them and are comfortable just giving it away to, uh, to somebody they've, they've just met? Like, what is going yeah. on? I just felt like that was a storyline that was going wrong and just was, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was a storyline that was going wrong. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't down for that. I'm like, really, we going to throw Sasha under the bus like that too? I can't. And they throwing Nicholas under the bus. They got Nicholas finally talking to um to Spencer. They got him going to visit Mike. I'm like, this the first time you come to visit Mike, not at Mike on his deathbed. And now we talking and now we got Mike, you know, just laying. That's an easy gig for Max Gale. He just laying in the bed with his mouth hanging open. I'm just saying, no shade. But I was like, ooh, I would love to get paid them with all them zeros be be like that with my mouth hanging open but I love the fact that they're addressing as I've said numerous times that they're addressing all the different stages of dementia and Alzheimer's so that people know that you know this isn't a situation where somebody begins to lose their memory and then they just they just go away it's a gradual thing and in losing their memory they lose their cognitive functions they just lose all functions with which to reason right but what I really hated is when Sonny was in there pleading and crying, talking about, give me a sign. And then he leaves the room. And then they do that close-up of Mike's hand reaching out for him. I'm like, really, though? That's what we're going to do? Okay. Yeah. Um, James, before we dive too much further into the Mike storyline, uh, we just were talking about Sasha and her cocaine habit. So briefly, are you excited about Sasha having a cocaine addiction or no? He's laughing. 
this 1985? I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, are people still doing coke? No. Um, I just feel like, why Sasha? I feel like we're not delving enough into Lucas losing his son. Yes. I feel like that's where the story should be. He should be front and center of all of this kind of stuff, just feeling the whole thing that's going on. He should be on the stand going, Nell shouldn't have the job. I'm like, if you're going to do that, go that direction. But again, he was trotted out, then he was put away. I mean, that's it. It's done. We'll yep. pull him out when somebody gets hurt. Um, and I think that's an unjust thing to do to Ryan Carnes and the, and the character. Um, Sasha, I like Sasha. Why give her a drug addiction? It's like, She's starting her life over. So let's just go. There's, there's much you can mine out of that. What if her and Valentine actually got together? I, thought, I saw some chemistry there a little bit. I thought they were, having, they were having a little kind of meeting of the minds. Like, go that direction. Like That would this, be ugly, though. That would be ugly like that's, 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 uh, that's soap for you. Um, and that's like, there you go. That's right. <laughs> I will uh, say, to go with you, James, I do like seeing Valentine in these situations where he's having conversations where he has no agenda he is oh. just being a a human being with somebody else and I, it's made me really appreciate that character more and of course james patrick stewart's awesome in the role but just to give him some different shades where it's not like he's trying to work an agenda all the time i agree and i, I, I do want to give a shout out it was, it was kelly monaco's birthday and christian storm's birthday this weekend so i shout out to them yeah, i mean again we like them and we and we want their characters to have more it's how they're being written. This is kind of the problem. I know we haven't gotten to Maxi yet, but we'll get there. But I mean, that's this. That's with the with the Sam character. I think everyone agrees. Everyone, everyone. I think it's unanimous, basically, out there in the Twitter world and everything that she's been written so unlikable. She's just angry all the time and sad all the time. It's like you have children to raise. Where are your kids? Like, what's going on? Like, you're just so sad. But I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Brando and Sam sleeping together. That's my prediction. No, I think it might be Alexis. It might, it might be Alexis. It'll give her another reason to, to fall off the edge. We don't need to... Because think about it. Sam with Brando, uh, who really cares? But him with Alexis? Ooh, child. The possibilities for the fireworks with that are endless. Uh, so to get back to you, I, I, Kyle, you were talking about the Mike storyline. And I will say that, again, this storyline has now lapsed into my feelings about a lot of things when soaps are dealing with uh, emotions and how people are processing important life events where much like Trina, it's like, it's gone way too long for me seeing the same beat repeated again and again and again about her blowing up at Curtis and Jordan. I'm getting that way now with the Mike storyline with Sonny constantly going in. And I know in real life, that is a definite thing that you need to experience and process and you cannot be rushed. It is going to take its own time, but on a soap, man, I just cannot, see the same beat hitting again and again and again. We gotta get we gotta put the pedal to the metal a little bit and get the storyline moving. I will go with the I'm gonna address your other thing with the the, the Trina hating um Curtis thing. Um makes no sense. Um I don't know why they're trying to push so hard unless it's gonna make Curtis her father. I mean they try to say no another father. Women lie apparently on soaps. So I mean like wait a minute. Well I believe Portia. I mean she she's not a doctor and everything, but of course you know, we can't believe her. She's a woman on soap. So, of course, you're a lot. I mean, like, it's dumb. It's just, it's such a, again, it's just, they're stretching again. I know it's a writer choice, but I feel like well, there's no reason to do that. They can still work, work it somehow, and it'll be okay. So, I agree with you. I, play the same, you don't worry about others. I feel like they're just trying to give the young actress that's playing Trina something to do because for the longest time, she was just like 
and a, an appendage for Cam and Dev and Joss. And so now they see that the soap fans are interested in what's happening with Trina, you know, i.e. me yelling for months and weeks about who are her parents. And then they finally address that. So I think that they see they they were beginning to see that she has a fan base and that people want to want to hear her talk, want to see that she has a personality and an opinion beyond something that's dealing with Dev, Joss and Cam. So there's that. Yeah. But if we were seeing scenes of Trina and 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 Curtis and Trina's trying to process and working through this and realizing I hated you, but now I'm starting to realize that you were keeping me alive. You were doing what my dad asked. We don't even see her getting to that. It, it's just a constant, just blow up, blow up, blow up. And, and so it gets repetitive. And that's how I'm feeling with Mike and Sonny, that we're just constantly seeing Sonny like, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, we hear Elizabeth, we hear Jason, both give their advice. And Sonny's like, I, I just still don't know. I still don't know. Like, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> he doesn't know, Frank. Uh, as, uh, as I tweeted out to, to Michael B, who talked about the storyline there on Twitter, to give a shout out, I said I have a DNR on my interest in the storyline. It's it's gone. It's, nope. I know. I saw that. Y'all were like, let's pull the plug already. I'm like, oh, y'all got no empathy. <laughs> like I couldn't. I was like, I'm not even going to address this on Twitter. I'll wait until Michael B shows up in the chat room, which he is, oh, and okay. you on the camera, which you are, and say y'all are wrong as two left shoes for that. Some of pulling plugs. Y'all were wrong, wrong with a big old capital R. Yes, you were. In Mark real life, I will be completely empathetic. I will be there while you take this journey and work through it and try to be as supportive as I can. But on a, on a soap, holy cow, man, you got to keep my interest or you're going to lose it. And if you keep going over, you keep beating the same story point too much. I feel like that's GH's kind of hole they fall in too much. There, there are certain storylines where they just get stuck in one beat for way too long. And you're like, holy cow. And GH does not do a good job of kind of, you I understand the medium, you need to stretch things out to keep yeah, it engaged. Yeah. But GH goes way too far. And it, I think it sacrifices the, the, the dramatic propulsiveness of a storyline. I agree. I would agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, before we wrap up, we've got to talk about the hottest thing happening. Oh. Uh, and I know James Lott Jr. is excited. And that is, is Maxi pre- oh. pregnant? Oh! Excuse me. Oh. Oh. Yes, that's all I wanted. <laughs> if there's a, what they call plaxi or whatever, whatever F they're calling it, baby, I literally will take this screwdriver and showed up my nose. I swear <laughs> to everything Ooh. that is unholy. Don't be doing that, child. Don't be I doing take, that. I will take. <laughs> I will take both of these and show up my nose if they make her pregnant with a Peter baby. You if know this what? Store, I, just, I don't think she. I don't think she's do pregnant. I think it's gonna be something else. Like that's way too obvious. They gotta know we're smarter than that. If she got it's gotta be something else. Like well, it I has to be some. Has to be some kind of health crisis. I mean, the show did say that there's going to be an unexpected pregnancy announcement. And so far, I mean, we all thought it was going to be Molly because she hooked up with Brando. But now that you've got Maxie going like, uh, and they said it was going to be announced this week. And that's the only maybe, thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's Sasha. Maybe it's Sasha. Like, maybe it's Sasha. Cocaine addicted, then. It's, it's, I'm just saying, maybe it's Sasha and Sasha's doing that coke. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to throw some stuff out there that ain't like on the nose. You know what I mean? On the nose. Let it be somebody else, please. I guess 
as everybody knows on General Hospital, and everybody knows the fans know, I hate Peter. I hate the character of Peter. I hate that he's on the show, the whole thing. If they make them, there's no chemistry between him and Maxie. There's no chemistry. I just can't believe it. There really isn't. It's too, it's too bad, too. Because I like Wes, who plays Peter. Oh, no, yeah. He's an yeah. excellent actor. Yeah, he's fine. But the Another minute they hooked him up with Maxie, it was like Dullsville. <laughs> uh, one other storyline we have, which again, I always like when we get this combination of characters together, is we see Olivia calling a psychic to get some help with Dante, which goes south, and Brooklyn thinks she's having an affair. And I did like at least Ned realizing, like, hey, I've been so obsessed with this ELQ takeover. I've forgotten to pay attention to you and the pain you're going through. And then we see Robert Scorpio coming in, and I love anytime we get a scene between Robert and Olivia. I think those those two characters work really well together. Mm-hmm. Work really well together. That's the euphemism. I, <laughs> I, when he touched her hand, I was like, oh. And even even uh, Ned was like, what's going on over there? He had to look a little <laughs> stage. He was like, mm-hmm. I was like, are they putting these two together a little bit? Are they pushing them? You know, I'm down for a little, uh, down for a little something, something with Olivia. She's been on the back burner for a minute too. And she's a wonderful actress. Like, can we just have her not showing up in the scene with two lines? Let's, can we utilize her a little bit more? Yeah, because again, I would like to see something with her that's not so Dante-centric. Because I feel like for the majority of her time we see her in scenes, it's, dealing about something with Dante, so. And, and I'm so, gonna need Brooklyn not to be jumping to the gun so much too. She oh, always oh. jumping to the conclusion, popping off at the mouth, and then she got to turn around and apologize or fix her face. I'm like, I'm gonna need you not to be doing that every two seconds. I don't mind that. I like Brooklyn. She's New York. I love her. I don't care. I but like I'll her too, you. but I'm still gonna need her to stop popping off at the mouth every <laughs> yeah. two seconds. But Carla, you know some fuck that's all they do, they pop off at the mouth. They run, they run at their mouths. You know how that happens, some young ones, they run the mouths. They do all the time. That's what they do. But I, but I will say, I like that whole combination. All those actors together, they're all good. When I mean, they're all good, I mean, Wally Kurth, congratulations on his Emmy nomination for, for Days Are Alive. But he's doing two shows at once, folks. Two shows at once. He's good on both of them. So I do like the combinations. And anything with Tristan Rogers and there, I, lo- I even love the Tristan Rogers. Um, Judy Francis been working more together too, and they're old friends. I love it. I'm all in. Now, all right. One thing though that I, I, that drives me crazy is. Robert Scorpio and Luke Spencer, they go back a long time. Do you think that Luke Spencer is going to make it so impossible to get in touch that he, w- he would not let Robert Scorpio know that he's going to make it that like Tracy is like the gatekeeper for Luke's contact information? I mean, I understand. Yeah, for many I, people, think that, yes. I think that because he's trying to protect people. Like if you were trying to protect somebody, if someone that is some, if you're in, if you know that you're in constant danger and they, they know that you've given this person this information or they know how to contact you, then that puts them in danger too. So I, I get that. Mm, I don't I feel like I feel like Robert should have that contact. Because I bet you Laura knows how to get in touch with Luke. She doesn't need to go to Tracy to figure that out. She says she didn't. She, she said because he straight up he straight up asked her. He said, Do you know how to get in touch with Luke? And she was like, No, I don't. And then he was like, Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. And she was like, yeah, your best bet would be to get to find Tracy and get in touch with her. Which I do love that because I, I like the, them as a couple. But, man, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense story-wise. It gets Trista, it gets Robert over to the court of Mains to have that scene with Olivia. So, I mean, I understand. But it also feels like they, they stretched. Uh, we also <laughs> get to see Brooklyn also finally realize, oh, wait a minute. I've made a big boo-boo. I've sold my stocks off to somebody who wants to take over the company. And that person's Valentine. 
I'm finally glad that she's realizing like, uh oh, I made a boo boo. <laughs> so yeah, good. Yes. Uh, yes. so yes, yes, yes. as we're getting ready to wrap up here again, this is the last uh, original episode. Was this past Thursday? I we still know. have no idea. With I mean, at least in Los Angeles County, they're aiming for a July Fourth opening. But that doesn't mean necessarily production is going to open at that same time. We have no idea how much they want to film before they start airing these new episodes. So again, we're just going to keep uh, keep an eye on it. And as soon as we have an idea of when there's going to be a new date, of course, we're going to get back on as, uh, and start talking about it as soon as the new shows start airing. But uh, do you, how do you guys feel about this? If us going back right to where we left off, I, I just feel like this is not the best. I feel like the show has set up too many things like the nurse's ball, the court hearing, uh, this big party for Ava and Ava's unveiling for her painting. There's too many things that the show set up that I feel like that they're just going to go back to this, which I feel like is kind of disappointing. They have to. They have to. They have to go back. They have to pick up where they left off. They have too many things set up. And I have a feeling they have scripts already done already. They just couldn't film. I have a feeling, I feel, I don't know how many scripts they have or like that, but I have a feeling they have some scripts done already. They just had to kind of stop. And I noticed some of the other soaps, they are working on scripts still. They're still they're writing. They're all just kind of writing, but they're not, not filming. So I think they're right what do you think the odds are that they have taken any bit of time? Because at least maybe the first few weeks, you know, they're not doing anything. People were settling in that they've taken that time to kind of just to get the general temperature of the room in terms of certain storylines that once they go back, either they kind of tweak some of the old scripts that are already written or they change some of the storylines going forward. They don't care. No, 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 no. They're, not looking, they're, not, they're not looking at our, 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 our comments. They don't care. They do. And they do exactly what they want. If they cared, There'll be some stuff axed by now. They do not. <laughs> There's a storyline. I, I think they care because they showed us who Trina's parents were. Because everybody was like, "Who was Trina's parents?" And they addressed that. So I think certain. I think it's a catch twenty two. I think some things they care about, and other things they're like, "Whatever, y'all need to go get a life." <laughs> uh, folks, uh, what better words to say to end on uh, than Carla Renata? There, yes. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report again we're going to be back whenever the show comes back we'll be back that following Sunday when the show starts resuming new episodes but uh, folks thank you for your patience I know this is going to be uh, a weird experience not being together every Sunday I know I'll miss it I know Carla will miss it James I know you'll miss it the most more than more than more than the other color I left the show a long time ago but I will come back for the for the, the return, I'll come for that back to that episode, and we get to talk about what we think. Fantastic! Uh, I love you too. I'm glad you guys kept the show going. Carla is very kind to put up with me because I am doing my best to sync this, <laughs> and she gives a class. So, uh, <laughs> but folks, thanks for joining us as always. Like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you everybody for hopping in the chat. We love that you're here every single week with us, and we look forward to the time when we can all be together again talking about new episodes of General Hospital. But if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show is over, James, let you know where can they find you. <laughs> you can find me where all James Lott Juniors are sold at James Lott Jr. and all social media platforms. And my, late, my latest interview with Ian Buchanan is out today, and we talk about the story of soaps, talk about Twin Peaks, Bold and the Beautiful, and of course, Duke Lavery and General Hospital. And follow me everywhere. I got, you know, I got music, books, everything, all kinds of stuff coming out. So follow me there. Like that. <laughs>
<laughs> you know I do everything. You know I do everything. I know that's true. I mean, I mean but I, you know, to be so close to greatness, both you and Carla, you're both respective <laughs> media empires. I get to watch these things just expand. Uh, I just sit in a room and grow things out of my face. That's all I got. Uh, you have the best laugh ever. I love you, Carla. You know that. I love you, Carla Renata. <laughs> Carla, where can they find you? Y'all can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can find my film reviews at thecurvyfilmcritic.com. You can also catch me right before this over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata and on Mondays for the after show on Insecure. It's so good this season. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Good to watch it tonight. I'm so I can't wait to watch it tonight. So I good. know. And thank you for shouting me out in that chat room. They was trying to come for me. I'm like, let me tell y'all, do you, do you know who I am? Hello, I know. I know. I was like, this is Carla Renata, bitches. I was like, uh, don't come after my girl. Don't don't come after my girl. I I love me some Carla Renata. I said that I love me some Carla Renata. Do not come after my girl. I did. I did, Carla. You know, I did. I did. I was like, "Mm." I love you for it. Uh, You know, I ended up watching the Lovebirds last night. It was. I I liked it. I thought it was cute. (laughs) Down. It was a, it was a, I think it was the a, actors in it were stronger than the material. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. Folks, I don't have cool things going on like Carla or James, you know. Um, but if you're bored and you got nothing else better to do, I mean, really, there's a lot of things that have to go wrong in your life to get to that point. But if you find yourself there, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. All right, folks. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Oh, wait, get something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, James Lott Jr., as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, you, know, you started it with us, and you, or you're here to bury it with us. Uh, at least for now. At least for now. We'll be back, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the JH Report. We'll be back some point with an all-new episode right here on After Buzz TV. Until then, enjoy the hiatus, everybody. Bye, y'all. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.